0: One, two, three. Hi, this is Hope. This is Chris. Hi, this is Katie from Washington D.C. and you're listening to me no Meat Radio. Hey Matt. <laughs> hey Doug, what's up? Oh, oh, oh,
1: we're we're recording. <laughs>
0: Alright, cool. I was going to do all this cool stuff. I had a good song planned for this, and then I was going to play, and now we've just jumped right into it. (laughs) But so be it. That probably would have some sort of copyright violation anyway. It was going to be R.E.M. uh, stand in the place where you work, or whatever, you that one? Oh yeah, oh yeah. But then I thought that that would not be good, because I think any use of songs like that is actually not fair use in in podcasts. Really? Yeah, Hmm. so I wouldn't want to get shut down or anything. Anyway, today we're talking about standing versus sitting on No Meat Athlete Radio. Don't know what episode this is. I uh, don't really care. I think we're somewhere in the 60s or something. High 60s, somewhere. Okay, good. Uh, we've stopped counting, which is good. It means we're making them a lot. And recently, two episodes ago, we talked about The Blue Zones, the book that I read. And you asked me if I had made any changes from that, and I totally forgot one of them, uh, which was that I have uh, started to think more about not, not sitting all day. And sitting hmm. anymore because that has kind of been uh, you know went vegan uh been a runner for a while, sitting has been something that I still have done plenty of and still do plenty of, unfortunately, just because uh, even we're not working a typical desk job, I still spend plenty of time all day basically sitting down, uh, maybe less than someone who works a nine or eight hour job, but uh still more than is probably natural, I think yeah same for you
1: i mean yeah of course you know most of my computing is sitting down i sit down to eat if i read or watch something on tv then i'm sitting down for that yeah i mean i spend a lot of time sitting down and the article or the you know kind of what we're talking about here today i was doing a little research and um one of the articles i read said the average american spends 13 hours a day sitting and that does not include the like sleep time time laying down that's Awake time, 13 hours a day, is sitting, which yeah, is a that's lot. Crazy. I mean, that's all your day, pretty much.
0: Right. So other stuff has come out in the past few years, studies demonstrating just how bad it is, uh, quantifying it. We'll mention some of that in a minute. But what actually was the trigger for me, uh, and I've mentioned before that I am somewhat of a uh, hypochondriac or, you know, always scared about dying. <laughs> uh, I, I was having these headaches. And I, I came to your house, this was like many months ago or two months ago now, at least. Uh-huh. Where I was having these random headaches every single day, and couldn't figure out what it was, right. and and for approximately three months I had a headache every single day, sometimes up to like twenty or forty of them, like really quick things. Wow. And yeah, so I was scared. I was like, "What's what's going on?" Went to the doctor. Didn't seem overly concerned. Um, you played with gluten. You reduced. I tried that. I thought maybe gluten was giving me headaches. Mm-hmm. Did not. Appear to be it. I tried every possible thing you could. Just a wealth of internet research I did, which is, <laughs> which is highly advisable if you're uh, if you're concerned about your health, is that you go on the internet and just follow these tunnels
1: to get the, the brain tumor removed. That you, I'm sure you had. Or... I mean, that
0: was that was number one on my list of concerns. Um, thankfully, the doctor was not concerned about that, <laughs> and thankfully, uh, I've I've fixed the problem. And what I did, this is interesting. I determined that it was due to neck tightness. Hmm just by some different tests and some stretches, specifically found some stretches that if I did these stretches, it, it I could replicate the pain of these headaches. And also like trigger point type massage, if you roll on a tennis ball, yep. certain points I would roll on would cause these headaches and painfully, bad ones, uh, but they were the same ones. So that was a clue that had to do with something with my neck, neck and back. Um, so I changed two major things other than doing the stretching, which really once I started doing that, that... That immediately lessened everything. And basically, I mean, I haven't had one in three or four weeks now. But I think there were two big things that I was doing wrong. One of them was the way I was sleeping. I was sleeping on my stomach. And my neck, I would wake up from there, a lot of these were in the morning, and I would have a tight neck and headaches in the morning. Uh, so I've made myself stop doing that, which I hate because I really like sleeping on my stomach. But I've got the right pillow for sleeping on your back, and I'm trying to do that. The other thing was got a standing desk because I realized that I had a really bad posture. My desk, first of all, was too high, and I would uh, – I can't really you know, explain it very well, but I would, I would kind of lean over on this high desk. My arms would be kind of outstretched far, reaching for the keyboard, and that meant I had to angle my face up yeah. to be able to see yeah. the computer screen and do that for many hours. And then I realized that when I was eating dinner, I was assuming this exact same posture. So first for a while, I started saying I have to have my back – on the backrest of the chair that was my rule and if i did that then i could generally stay good posture but finally i got to the point where I was like why don't i just use this as a reason to finally make standing desk happen because i tried it before i tried it last year to make my own I just put my own desk up on cinder blocks uh when i did that I discovered that that's not the entire thing because then the monitor if you're at a standing desk your monitor needs to be at a different height from your keyboard right so simply putting your desk up on blocks doesn't really do it so then I got all these books and put the monitor on that. Uh, ran into problems though when I found an interesting thing that I could do mindless sort of work that didn't require much emotional energy or willpower. Like like writing something was really hard. I just couldn't get myself to write a blog. And that's something – writers have enough problems with writer's block or just procrastination. We mm-hmm. don't want to actually sit down, sit down and do the work. <laughs> we don't want to do the work, the hard stuff because it's hard and scary and it might – you know, it might fail. Whereas just answering email all day is really easy to do. So sure. I could do that standing up, but I could not get myself to to reliably write or or do anything that was hard while I was standing up. It was just one too many things that made it too hard to do. So then I realized I needed to get an adjustable one, but I didn't. I just sidelined the whole thing, put the desk off the cinder blocks, and uh, went on sitting until recently. So anyway, I'll talk about my solution, what I've what I've done to fix it. But let's talk about some of the stuff. And you you yourself have done some standing as you work before, right? Yeah,
1: Did you um, I um, transitioned to a standing desk or an adjustable standing desk at my old job in DC when I was working the nine to five job. Um, they let after, you
0: bring it in, or they provided it, or what?
1: They provided it. Um, it was. Not as nice as what you have. It was kind of something that you could easily take on and off your desk and put uh-huh. things on top of. Um,
0: oh, that's not nice at all.
1: No, it was not nice at all. Right. But it was. Uh, so it's
0: more of a permanent thing, not an adjustable.
1: Right. It, but you know, I I moved it up. I took uh-huh. it off, uh-huh. went and put it up once a day. So I I tried to spend about half the day standing. Gotcha. Um, but you know, it it was designed for that. It was adjustable like legs that you could do it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So I did that after I had read that that even if you're a runner, even if you're active for you know, even if you work out an hour a day um, outside of your your job or outside of sitting down, that you're still going to have the exact same negative side effects from sitting all day. Yeah. As if you don't do any activity at all.
0: Right. And that's something that that they there's actual statistics on now. And that's that's uh, I I for the longest time you know put myself in the active category. And told myself, like, yeah, the world is sedentary, but I'm not. I'm I'm right. a runner, so yeah. I don't need to worry about this. Uh-huh. And I sense that that's what – I bet almost everyone listening to this has that same sort of feeling that, like, they know they sit too much, but they also are active and run. So, therefore, you know, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I read an uh, article on Runner's World recently. It was called Sitting is the New Smoking – or no. Yeah, Sitting is the New Smoking Even for Runners. And it said, the subtitle was, there's no running away from it. The more you sit, the poorer your health, and the earlier you may die, no matter how fit you are. So the point is that it doesn't really matter uh, if you're running. You can't really outrun this this sitting all day. Uh, and one of the things that was interesting was that they said for every hour... Okay, so running is considered intense exercise, which I would kind of argue with, because when I run, it's not, not always very <laughs> intense. Uh, but for every hour that you sit, you lose 8% of the benefits of an hour of intense exercise, they said. So basically what I take that to mean, and I'm not totally sure this is accurate, but first of all, if you can even, can you add percentages? This is one problem. Like what happens if you sit for, I guess if, in this case it makes sense. So if you sat for more than you know, the 13 hours a day that you said, you'd right. go over 100%. Right. So basically that means that one hour of exercise um, does, does not do enough to even... Gets you into a fitness-improving state, right? You, you're actually still losing to that thirteen times eight, which is a hundred and four. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'd still be losing. I don't know, four percent of of a workout, <laughs> whatever the value of a, of a running workout is. Not only would that be entirely negated, you'd also be going four percent in the hole if you set for fourteen hours a day. Right. Um, so, and then they said for people who do moderate exercise which I, I I don't know I think when I run that's that's a pretty moderate intensity not an intense one um, that was about half as effective as intense exercise so people who sat for every hour of sitting you actually lose 16 percent of the benefit of a moderate workout so all of a sudden if you're sitting for eight hours a day and you're working out moderately you you are that's a wash you're not doing anything good for yourself mm-hmm. uh, so so very very hard to do enough exercise to to quote-unquote outrun what sitting does for us what should should we talk about what sitting does what negative yeah why don't you give us let us know what it does here Doug and then I've got another another good stat on it
1: okay all right so so I first this first came to my attention when I read a New York Times article called taking a stand for office ergonomics Um, and it was saying that there was a link to heart disease diabetes and cancer even cancer if you sat all day Hmm.
0: Um, like butt cancer? What what kind of cancer are we talking about?
1: Um, uh, breast cancer and um, colon cancer. There you go. There you go. Butt <laughs> cancer.
0: <laughs> okay, that's. I mean, that's interesting. It's just like I, it's impossible for me to even imagine what mechanism makes that happen. Right. And I don't know that that it's really well understood what the mechanism is.
1: But but there are. Uh, on the runner side, I have another list of, of things, negative side effects that it has for runners that actually, Good. you know, uh, are, are detrimental to, to runners that we can talk Go about. That. All right. All right. So I have that. It loosens the spine. So if you, when you're a runner, you want to have an engaged and strong core. And then if you have a loose spine, then that, um, you know, counterbalances the, the core. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you get tight hip flexors, which is a, big runner problem that a lot of people face right um it stretches your glutes and you want to again have tight glutes so for the quick leg turnover you want to have engaged not tight as in um you know not flexible but but you want to have strong and and tight active active glutes yeah right um and then it weakens the lower back which then again plays into the whole core problem and reduces circulation in your legs, which is uh, something for recovery, and um, you know it, it would, that would increase swelling and and have a negative side effect on you
0: there. Right. So you, could, I would imagine you could counteract a lot of those by simply taking breaks now and then. Like when you talk about circulation tissues and things like that, mm-hmm. that simply taking a little break now and then uh, would help you. And that actually there's an article on exactly that. That uh, you know it, it clearly isn't a good thing, but if that's all you can do like if if standing up is not an option for you then just taking standing breaks now and then really does help and and the effect the the, the I don't know um amount of of this effect the the how helpful this was went right along with how often you sat so if you sit all day long then uh, taking breaks is is very very helpful for you because it's mm-hmm. you know it's, it's all you've got so um, yeah and i
1: think that that means for a lot of people who work more traditional jobs than us i mean that just means getting up and walking to the coffee room every 20 to 30 minutes or going to take a little bathroom break or mm-hmm. walking around the office a little bit. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to go run every half hour.
0: No, no, certainly not. No. And I think you could do uh, you know, any kind of little exercise that you wanted. You could do air squats, those things. You could do uh, stretches. I mean, all kinds of things. Or you could just walk, and that's probably the best thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, sitting is terrible, and that's, it's too bad. Uh, the last stat I've got, and we've got actual real numbers today, I like this, that, that are reliable, at least assuming these articles are reliable. Uh, I heard this one on the radio recently and then confirmed it by looking it up on the internet. Um, each hour of sitting increases your risk of heart disease by 14% per day. Hmm. Each hour of sitting per day, I should say. Which is, I have little tricky parts here, where, and here's where this question comes in. It's like, What if you sit 10 hours per day, then... I guess you could have a hundred forty percent increased risk of heart heart attack, right? Per day. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. I, I was thinking that that going over one hundred percent was a problem, but that's not. If you had a hundred percent increase yeah. in risk, that would just mean your risk has doubled. So does that mean
1: you know if you're if you're a healthy person in your thirties and your risk is very low, at one hundred forty percent, you're just basically doubling your one and a half times a year, your risk. That's of it, always the confusion with these percentages.
0: Low. Are they talking about percent? In the terms that we're talking about, like 100% means doubling, Mm -hmm. or is it, let's say you've already, in your 30s, you've already got a 5% risk of heart disease happening within the next year or whatever, then by sitting for one hour per day, that goes up by 14%, so now you have a 19% risk of heart disease. Uh, I'm guessing it's not that, because very quickly, as soon as you get five or six hours of sitting, you're approaching 100% chance of heart disease.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So Going back to, uh, I'm blanking on the name, but where you, one penny, Right. Double the exponential. Exponential, increase, right? yeah.
0: <laughs> so, no, I think it's probably that if you sit, what would be seven times, that would be approximately 100% increase. So if you sit for seven hours a day, you essentially, if if we're interpreting this correctly, you're doubling your risk of heart disease over someone who sits zero hours per day.
1: Hmm.
0: And heart disease, leading killer. So yeah. certainly something you want to watch out for. Uh, but that's a lot. I mean, that's that's a significant amount. So I have been transformed by this. And... What I found is that it's actually working for me. Ha- having this adjustable desk is is crucial. Like having a, a desk that only stays up for me was too much to manage. I just couldn't couldn't get used to it. and you know we talk about small steps and habit change all the time. To go from sitting for 8 or 9 or 10 hours a day to suddenly standing for that same amount of time if you don't have the adjustment as an option. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened to me is what we always say why you don't just jump into something because right. the willpower and in this case not just mental willpower but the physical being able to handle what I was doing uh, it was just too much so so you fail and then you go back to how it was and that and that habit is lost.
1: So how many hours are you standing a day now?
0: I, almost 100% of the time. Yesterday it was really the first time that I that I put this down. I mean the first few days I was putting it down probably half the time just doing it but mm-hmm. now I don't know two two weeks into owning it I haven't even been home that much because i've been traveling but um yesterday i most of the day stood i think at the end of the day i was writing an article and at the end of the day i sat for the last like hour of that mm-hmm. and that was just cause my legs got tired yeah but uh I, you know I've, I've even gotten past the point of not being able to stand while i do something difficult like writing
1: yeah um katie in her old job in, in dc they all their desks were adjustable desks so mm-hmm. they could lift up for standing and and go down um, with like a crank of a of a thing, and she would say that that it was great in theory, but it was it was kind of difficult to crank it up, and um, they had cubicles and the walls were small and just kind of made you feel a little uncomfortable if you were standing up and looking down on everybody who was sitting down, right? And that that obstacle was was too too much for her. So oh yeah, um, yeah. So so at first she did it for a while, I think, and then eventually kind of quit lifting it up. Huh. Um, even though she liked it. It was just right. a mental a mental barrier that, that stopped her from doing it.
0: Interesting. I would think that would like give you an edge in the office. Like you're like the, the powerful person.
1: Yeah. She was know. as she was already known as the you know, the hippie vegan that, <laughs> <I> mean, <yeah. laughs> she'd already
0: blown the chance of being yeah. <laughs> a powerful Okay. So yeah. anyway, um the desk that I'm using, and this is one that my friend Pete, who uh is a no Media athlete reader, I don't know if he's a podcast listener or not, but that he recommended to me. Um, it's called VeraDesk, V-A-R-I Desk, and uh, I've loved it. I wish I had a video capability here because it's the simplest thing in the world to raise up and down. It just—it's this big piece of plastic, came fully assembled, one piece, really heavy box. Uh, you just put it on your desk, and you put your computer on it, you put your keyboard on there, and then it just sits on the desk. So whenever you want, you can you can squeeze these two clips at the side. The thing basically raises itself, requires almost zero effort uh it's the simplest thing i could imagine and uh goes right up so it takes three seconds to raise or lower it very little effort and doesn't i don't know i thought i thought it would be a problem i was thinking that like okay like okay i can get it set up comfortably while i'm standing but then when i put it into a sitting position it's not going to be comfortable and i'm going to need to change all these things about the setup but uh it's not that at all and there aren't even options to change anything it's just it's just one setting and it just uh it's really good What
1: what happens if you're shorter stand on something if you were
0: shorter, yeah. it you can stop it at any height you want. Oh, oh you can stop yeah. it. Oh, so you can raise or lower as high as you want. Uh-huh. Uh, so I've been extremely happy with it. And the one I got, by the way, is the Veridesk Pro, uh, which has supposedly room for two monitors on top, which is, is not really true, I don't think. Um, I don't know. You have a pretty large monitor. I do have a large monitor, yeah. So I guess if you had two small ones, you could have them up there. But one of the key things was that the keyboard was further in front. The keyboard stand is further in front of the monitor so that you're not your face isn't right up in the hmm. monitor. Mm-hmm. Uh that was the difference between the pro and some of the others. Was not cheap. I think mine was three hundred and fifty dollars and shipping was fifty dollars too. So it was four hundred dollars but figured after reading the blue zones thing, after having this headache thing, I said, this is a a piece of my health that I need to need to get handled because it, it's a very yeah. important thing, yeah. I mean it really is. And uh didn't want to go another year or two or five years of of sitting because mm-hmm. you know I'm in my 30s now. It's it's kind of the time when stuff can start to go bad. Yeah. So anyway, um, you can get it at veradesk.com. Right at their site, Veradesk. They also sell it on Amazon though, and uh, we're gonna set up a link. It's and by the way, this is an affiliate link. So if if you do buy this desk through this link, um Nomad Athlete does earn a commission, as a lot of people do with Amazon with the popular Amazon affiliate program. Uh, but it's com slash desk. And if you do that, it'll take you to the uh, the Veridesk model that I have on Amazon. You can check it out. Uh, or if you want, you can just go right to their site and not support Nomad Athlete, veridesk.com. <laughs> Absolutely. But then you don't get Amazon, you know, the, the security that we all know Amazon offers, right? Because we're all used to paying with Amazon. We know our credit card information is safe there. Mm-hmm. Who knows what these Veridesk people are going to do <laughs> with your info.
1: It's trouble. That's definitely trouble. It's trouble.
0: It's a big trouble. I bought one from the from there, and I've been uh, we've been having problems ever since. Really, <laughs> there's been people knocking on our door. There's been all, I mean, lots of stuff going wrong. Yeah, terrible, terrible. That's, I probably legally have to say that is not true at all. <laughs> it's been fine ordering from them too. But if you want to support us, you can get it through the link nomedathletes. dot com slash desk. So,
1: a lot of people who do the stand up desk also end up having those foot pads that are, you know, yes, easier on we your should feet, mention that. you know, are you having any trouble
0: with um you know your feet getting So, a couple things. Mm-hmm. We I got this desk, I sat at it or stood at it a few days, like 2-3 days, and then we went on the cruise. And the first night of the cruise, I woke up in the middle of the night with one of those calf mm. charlie horse things where where it's the worst pain you can imagine and it jars you awake and right. then it hurts the whole next day. Yep. Um and I don't, I don't get those often, and the only other time I've gotten them is when I run too much in minimalist shoes. Hmm. So I wasn't doing any running in minimalist shoes. I mean, walking around in minimalist shoes, but I've I've been done done that for a year now. Uh, so I think it was this. I think it was standing in bare feet at this desk, probably stretches that that lower calf a little more than than you're sitting, of seat, course, yeah. or even if I were just standing in like shoes that had some sort of heel toe drop in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you're when you're flat, not flat footed, but when you're at a in a barefoot position or maybe even any sort of zero drop position uh standing up for a long period of time like that that's what i got so uh, i'm gonna start wearing shoes when i do it at least to see what happens minimal
1: shoes or or something where
0: probably just my typical shoes which are i think they're zero drop um Mm -hmm. i don't know and i mean it only happened that one time hasn't happened since so it doesn't even mean that it's a an Something issue, yeah.
1: But a lot, a lot of people do have those. I don't know what you call them, But they they're... have
0: those pads, and Veradesk offers those. Uh, and so does Amazon through, you know, it offers the Veridesk version. They were like fifty dollars, and it's a it seems like a thick pad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was thinking that would be nice when I'm standing there. Sometimes I find myself crossing my legs and like trying to find a comfortable position um, just to stand because you get you get tired of standing on the exact same parts of your feet. So I was thinking that might be a nice thing to get. But uh, I don't know. Spending the 350 plus 50 shipping for the desk was, was enough for me to do it yeah. one time. Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, we'll see. You know what uh, a friend of mine did, and this is true, and not yeah. just because um, it's Hoka, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a friend of mine took an old pair of Hokas that they had quit running in, uh-huh. cut out the back to make them slippers Okay. so they could easily slide That's them on and off, easy. and uh, you stand in that because...
0: I, I don't know when I've stood on one of these pads before, but when I imagine what they feel like it seems to me they feel just like hokas because right. hokas are, give it a little bit of bouncy it feels like you're on you can definitely tell you're on some cushioning Right. it's not just like a normal shoe where you kind of feel like it's the ground mm-hmm. uh, you can feel that you're on something bouncy that's a good idea yeah I should do that I still have my hokas that I have
1: there you go and you don't, you, they're kind of old and you don't wear them very much so that's true I cut out that. the heel and just yeah, slide your foot right in
0: mm-hmm. but then if I run another ultra I got a new pair of hokas and that's $250 no, so it's 100, buy... 100, $140. I'd rather just buy the $50 pad. Well, okay. <laughs> I I from... No, but they are my hokas are used, so they wouldn't be a full value. <laughs> I do have a pair of uh, Ultra Paradigm that were oh but yeah. were They weren't quite as bouncy as hokas. They're not, no. But I don't need two pairs of those shoes, two pairs mm-hmm. of maximal shoes. So mm-hmm. maybe, I'll, maybe I'll do that. That's a good idea. <laughs> All right, good. Thank you to that friend. Mm-hmm. All right, so... Uh, that's all we've got. Um, by the time this episode airs, we've we've undergone the new shift we're going to be doing, right? With the with the text yeah thing.
1: But if you're not getting updates, then you're probably not listening to this. But
0: right. But if by chance you found this episode and you're not getting updates again, like you found it on the blog, but your iTunes isn't updating, all you've got to do is unsubscribe and resubscribe, and it will update. So I think we'll be able to stop talking about this now. Uh, hopefully, everything will will be resolved and work perfectly. Mm-hmm. And All we right. have some we have some pretty cool stuff coming up. We do have some cool stuff. As I mentioned before, I've got the the Ritual interview which I think I'm going to put out mm-hmm. uh, in two parts. Probably not the entire thing because it is an academy members thing, but I do want to share some of that cuz it was a really good interview. And I uh, also want to give people a little taste of what what the academy is like cuz we're going to be we're going to be releasing that soon and, and sharing some other stuff from it. Releasing, I mean I mean kind of relaunching it in a different uh, way that makes it I think more accessible for some people. mm
1: mm-hmm. Mhm. And so, we're going we're gonna to do an entire episode on trail running. Which I'm really excited. We about. are. That's true. We are
0: going to do an episode about trail running, featuring Doug Hay, Rock Creek Runner dot um, So yeah, lot, lots of good stuff coming up. Seems that people are listening more and more to this podcast. So thank you for for doing so. We have fun making them, and uh, and uh, I'm glad glad you like them.
1: All right, thanks, guys.
0: Okay, so good, another good fact-based episode. <laughs> maybe this is a uh, maybe this is a sign. Let us know how you like this sort of stuff. Uh, if you like these facts, or if you'd rather us just make up numbers like we like we usually do. <laughs> All right, talk to y'all later. Thanks a lot. All right, bye.